how are you? This oh, man. <laughs> is Gina Glazimitsky and Kate Bedelak here at the Everything Cracks podcast. How are you today, Kate? Oh, I'm just hanging in there, Gina. Yeah. How are you? You don't look so yeah, good. Yeah, I am grinning like the Cheshire Cat right now because if I don't smile, I might stab a bitch. Oh, so normally um, when I'm not smiling, I'm like crying. It's like yours seems a little bit more extreme. Yeah, mine really comes with this um, like sidecar of mental instability. So when I'm smiling like this, my eyes get really wide after my Botox is worn off. My face gets very aggressive. Just run for the hills. Just bunker the fuck down. Just get somewhere out of a 25-mile radius. Or grab and- a machete. Or grab a machete and ride with me, bitch, yeah. because we're about to be stacking them bodies. <laughs> Your girl had a fuck of a day. Um, we briefly touched on this off air, but I had some car troubles today. Just a tad. Just a, just a few. Just, you know, a small a small thing at a blowout um, with a tire. I know people are dying, Kim. Like, we get it. Small, first world, white bitch problems. But when you have your three children in the car with you, it becomes a bigger issue because they're just riding dirty back there. You know what I mean? They're just causing all the fucking chaos, screaming at each other, and just generally fucking shit up. And that was the life that I was so fortunate to live today. Did you unstrap them? No. I kept them strapped in because I was in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, a very busy Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. Mm. And my other option would have been to let them run amok through the parking lot while they're trying to fix my car. Like uncaged animals. Like uncaged animals, just like running around, being psychotic, just going through the drive-thru, ordering a million frappuccinos, throwing them at people. The incidents of um, vehicles being (laughs) pelted with culottes on the 122 corridor would have dramatically increased had I let my children <laughs> run around the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot while these lovely gentlemen were servicing my vehicle, um, which they did do, but it did take two crews to come and fix my shit. That's too many crews. It's too many crews. One crew is too many crews. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I hate cars. If you, Same. If you can't tell, car problems are the fungal rot of my life. This is... This is my this is my Vietnam. Oh, car problems. Oh. I think we need a government funded program <laughs> to <laughs> sponsor <laughs> more towing companies, subsidize, right? Like we're doing microchips for missiles and shit. We need towing companies. They're the backbone of this society. Oh. They're a pillar of the community. And it, it's, it's an issue. And oh. we need to talk about it. Oh. AAA takes too goddamn long. What if I was on the highway? I don't have AAA. Do you not? Have you never used a condom either? You're just a pull and pray type of bitch? Like, <laughs> do you not have health insurance? Like, I mean, what? Many people would probably think no to the condom. Definitely. <laughs> the amount of pregnant you have been, yes. It's no to a condom all the time in the Vedalac household. Um, no, I I actually play with fire a lot yeah. in all aspects of my life. But in the car aspect, I sure do. Yeah. Um, the amount of times I've run out of gas is embarrassing. Oh, you're one of those bitches. Oh, I like to ride on E and see how far I can get. And then I call my husband. Hi. 
it's it's me, your your oh wife God. or girlfriend or fiance, whatever I am at that moment. So this is a long-standing issue. Oh, since high school, since I had it, since I had a license, you could we could oh bring some God. people on. We could call them like they used to do on um Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We could testimonials. Call yeah, and um, uh, my friend Jacqueline would probably tell you <laughs> about the times that how many times we had to push our you know my handicapped station wagon into a gas station i'm sorry your handicapped station wagon well, yeah my grandmother was handicapped or she was in a wheelchair uh, which and I you guess, just stole her car on the no weekend. that was that's nice <laughs> that was my vehicle that i used because she was handicapped she couldn't drive it her legs didn't work okay so okay. sorry so did sorry, you Dieta. anyways so we ran out of gas once questions I have so there's many so many questions. questions and the station wagon is actually a quite a light vehicle um, yeah, if you put it in neutral, it it's like a real big Prius, right? Yeah, but it, like rolls real nice. But like for the people who are listening to us who don't know what the fuck a station wagon is because they haven't made them since 1974, it's like a real big Prius. Okay, yeah. just for you people out there listening. Except the third row, this was like the OG third row, dude. The o- the third the death row, trap. The seat. third row faced backwards. Dude. You were always looking about where you had come from, and you know what made mine special? Handicap plates. You. Are amazing. Drove a station wagon in high school and have to pay for it with handicap plates. Sure did. That's that's that porn star parking. I didn't ever use the handicap. What? I think one time I did, and that's when I got in an accident. And I was like, "That's karma. That's God. He just you, struck me by lightning." <laughs> you had handicap. You had that good, good handicap plate. Yeah, like not the placard. I had a p- p- plate. Permanent. Permanent plate. And you never use that shit once, and at the Burlington Mall, backed up into somebody, and I was—I felt like I'd been struck down by lightning, by God. That God had just punished the bitch, smote, smited, smote you, right then and there. Put me on a spit like the devil, like the goddamn devil. (laughs) They were like, "God, get this bitch." Yeah, he's like, "I can't get her from down here. This isn't my area. This is you, big guy." Yeah. Get her. Strike Get her, her now. Down. Strike her down. She's parking illegally at the Burlington Mall. Yeah. And teach this bitch a lesson. Yep. And there the lesson was gained. And you actually learned from that? I felt bad. But anyways, I don't have AAA, long story short. And I run out of gas a lot, even as an adult. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, within the past two years, I was pregnant with Aiden and one of the times. That's so weird. And I got out of my car. You're like, Misha does that. My husband does that. Yeah, I'm like irresponsible. But uh, one time I was on Starro Drive on my way home from work, and I called Ryan. I was like, hi, it's me. Um, I, I, uh, I didn't get the gas like I was supposed to. So I ran and did out. He, had he previously warned you to get gas? Probably, yeah. And so he goes, where are you? And I was like, Starro Drive. And he goes, you're on your own. He goes, oh, I know exactly where you are because I just opened Apple Maps, and there is a giant red line. I was like, yeah, I'm just right under the bridge. No. And he's like, Caitlin, it is fucking 8 a.m. on a weekday. Oh. I caused a backup from where I was on Star Drive, like all the way to the garden or like the Museum of Science. And he's like, I can tell where you are because it's green (laughs) in front of you and red behind you. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Another favorite story of me running out of gas was when I was pregnant with Aiden. It was February 2019. (laughs) And I'd been really sick at work. They tried to send me home like five times. They were like, you're dry heaving. You're puking and basically dying you should go home and I'm like no no just let me stay it out so I'm driving home from work and I get over the the, the pike and I get the chuk 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 
chug, chug, chug. And you're like, shit, this is when you know. If you've ever run a gas, folks, this is this is the Yeah. Side. You're like, this is it. So you have two options, in my opinion. Option one is you pull over and you call your peoples that you have. You fall on the sword. Yeah. And you're like, call AAA or you call whatever. But if you're a better lack, you always have a gas can at home because your wife always runs out of fucking oh, gas. My God. So option two, you throw your car into neutral. You hope for a downhill and you coast as far as you can go. And so you I, coasted. So I put my Equinox, which is, I mean, no, sorry, my, my Traverse, which is a pretty large SUV, into neutral. I coasted down. And so the way we would get home would be, is not, there's no downhill. But I was like, if I had your house now. Yeah, yeah, this is since we've lived here. Yeah. This, I was pregnant with Aiden. So, but if you go the opposite way of my house, I knew that there was a downhill that way. So I was like, otherwise, like Ryan would have had to all go, uphill. He would have had to go like on the pike and to 495 and done like this whole loop-de-loop to get to me if I was stuck on that off-ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I coasted down the hill. I coasted for probably like, if, if you walked it, probably like a quarter mile or if you just mapped it with your car. It's a big, heavy car. So Gravity I, takes you everywhere you I need to go. I went down the hill. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm getting, I'm getting to the, I'm getting off the exit. And I was able to pull into the breakdown lane right in front of this nice car dealership, which obviously was not open because it was 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Maybe they're open, but whatever. I put my hazards on. I was in the breakdown lane. I was not in front of the car dealership. I was not near the entrance. Two cars stopped behind me trying to like get into that entrance. And the first one I like waved past, like it was winter time. It was February. Oh my I probably God. also didn't have a winter jacket because... You're going from garage to garage, so you don't need a winter jacket. Or so she thought. So I'm Plot like, go twist. ahead, keep going, fuckers. Second guy stops. I wave him on. He throws his hands up in the air like, like I'm. What are you not getting? So this bitch. I hate that. This fucking crazy bitch. Pregnant. Referring to herself. Me. And the third person gets out of the car. Pregnant and all. Pregnant and all. And I take my finger up in the air and summon that one finger, pointy <laughs> finger, and I go, Come um, here. Come, sir. So what does he do? He slowly drives up right next to me. Why are you driving up to the fucking psychopath? Me. Right. And I go, roll down your window. But like crank style was the motion no. I did. Roll down your window. <laughs> you didn't do the button. No, I didn't do the button. I did the crank. Roll down your window. And he rolls down his window. Oh, my God. Because he's terrifying. And he goes, huh? and I was like, my car's broken down, but thanks for asking and helping, sir. Have a nice fucking day. And then he was oh like, and I believe he was an and Uber driver. Pulled because, into the Honda dealership and I'm pretty sure was about his day. There was a passenger in the back. Oh. So Ryan comes yeah. and he's like, like he knew I was sick. I probably had the fucking flu. And he was like, dude, dude, comes with his gas can that he has to like siphon using a pen because of the new cars, like the gas cans don't. He was trying not to be really angry at me, but he was really fucking angry. Misha would be, you know what? Misha has no right to be angry at me in these situations. No. If I ever find myself in one. And I go, I need a bully stick. And he goes. To hit a motherfucker? And he goes, I am 110% never getting you a bully stick. I was like, I need a, I need a bully stick. Or like and a, a taser. <laughs> or like a like stick that like, you know, like a, a walking stick that goes out like that like I a bully stick that's collapsible the best idea for you and he goes for no. your birthday next year he goes absolutely not so and i go well because i did a thing like this guy he came up behind me and i, I and he's like caitlin you don't need a bully stick because what are we gonna do fucking beat him <laughs> yes <laughs> With she's like yes, yes. <laughs> i would have would have smashed some windows oh my god anyway so cars 
hate them. I hate paying for everything about them. Like even the simple maintenance, like getting oil changes annoying. I am inspection stickers, dude. I haven't got, okay. Police officers listening to this. If there are any, please turn it off now. I'm going to give you a three second countdown. One, two, three. I have not gotten my car inspected ever. What do you mean? Um, My inspection sticker expired in October of 2021. And I have not gotten it inspected. I'm really at this point just seeing how long I can go. It's kind of a game. Uh, I've gotten pulled over. No one has said shit. What? So I'm like, I'm going to ride it out. It's a lease. It's up next year. I'm going to fucking ride this shit out and see how long I can go. I'm like, it's a brand new car. I know there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like, oh, I got to go. I got to go get my car inspected and see if I need a new catalytic converter or whatever the fuck the thing is. Minus the tire blowout. Minus the tire blowout. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. I don't really give a fuck, to be honest with you. I know. Because I know I'm not endangering the, like, I'm, I'm not driving an unsafe vehicle, theoretically. I may need an alignment. Definitely need a new tire. My vehicle in general is not unsafe. Even when my tire blew out. Like, I have run flat tires on my car. So it just kind of was like, blah, 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 blah. And honestly, I probably could have made it home. Well, in theory, now you probably should have. But I had my three kids in the car and I didn't want to be driving. It was like another like 15 minutes or 10 miles or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to be like driving on a flat. And it was a whole thing. Any hooser. Again, we need more emergency response vehicles ambulances tow trucks people with gas cans and shit the fucking tire pump things how many times when you were like a young lass a young thug out in the world did you have like kind of a low tire in the winter do you know what i mean yeah just happened. and then you'd come last week yeah it just happened to you (laughs) like you come out of work like you go to you get to work whatever you pump up your tire up whatever you get to work you park your car cold outside you come back out it's flat last week that happened to you last fucking week bitch we're trying to leave these problems in the past i'm gonna i'm gonna need you i know i know exactly what i'm getting you for your birthday i know exactly what i'm getting you for your birthday i do you could just do it like a push present you know what yeah Yeah. i already have a ton of shit for your child but i do need something for you light dawns on marblehead i know exactly what i'm gonna be getting you yeah, for sure. I'm basically still like a 16-year-old driver. I'm That's like, wild to me because you are so responsible. I'm like, uh, Ryan, just so you know, I just got to <clears throat> where I need to go, but the, the tire pressure says 17. Do you I, know what my husband would have said to me? Oh, you're fine. You get at least another 40 he's miles. Like, he's like, no, you got to go like fill it up. I'm like, okay, do you think I'm going to be able to make it home? <laughs> I had a nail in my tire, and we ended up having to just get all four. Like, I needed new tires for my car I anyways. I need all four tires, too, and it's... So it's fine. It's fine. We just bought the four new tires. And he's like, how's it driving? And I was like, same. same. No difference whatsoever. Yeah. I'm sure I'll like it in the wintertime, but still. I do need new tires because I'm pretty sure the alignment issue that caused said blowout. um, I am convinced it was an alignment issue because my husband's favorite thing to do when he drives my car is to hit fucking curbs. So... I think at one point, like, my rims were all fucked up. There's, like, some did kind it, of... A- didn't it happen, like, right after you got your car, too? Didn't he hit a curb right after? Almost immediately yeah, following. Say, yeah, like you got yeah. yeah, yeah. And then continued to hit them every time he drove the car thereafter. 
sometimes multiple times. I remember we were going to the hospital to have Mia. We had this whole day and we went out to lunch. We did like we had doctor's appointments. We had this, we had that. He hit no less than seven curbs that day. No less. Dead serious seven curbs. And would sometimes back up, try and align himself to not hit the curb and then hit the fucking curb again. Uh, it was real like and he's also like a very aggressive driver. So every pothole slams on the brake. He was trying to make sure that you were at it, like maybe as as prepared for labor as you could. The yeah, potholes. nothing really prepared me for that labor. I'm no, gonna be no, honest I with know. you. It wasn't even the labor; it was everything that happened after. Right. But we'll cover that in a different episode, and I think that we should definitely tell birth stories. Yeah. Maybe next week, in preparation for hopefully. Kate. Hopefully next week we're not giving the third Stop baby it. story. Stop it. No, that's not happening. I know. I know. Mm. That's not happening. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to happen. Stay in there, baby. Stay in there. I want you and Mia to have the same birthday. So we can do joint birthdays. Joint birthday parties. He has to like skeletons though. Dude, my kids are so creepy. <laughs> They're so fucking creepy. Especially the middle one. She's a creep. She is. You saw that look in, in the middle one, my middle one's eyes. She, is that what it is? It's the middle child. I did. Your daughter was really, really into that, like, pop-up, scary-ass skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to buy it. My, you should have. It was 150 bucks. Dude, we're going apeshit with Halloween decorations this year. I have an order from Home Depot that you would deliver in the next couple of days. Please tell me about the 12-foot guy. No, I'm making decor. Oh. I'm making cemetery gates. I'm making fences. I'm making, you know, like the obelisks. Oh, yeah, yeah. In cemeteries. So every year we do like a big cemetery in my front yard. And it's super fun. And my dear children, they're so fucking cute. They love Hocus Pocus. Like, it's kind of Halloween here all year long. Hold, please. Um, Their favorite movie is Hocus Pocus. They love it. They ask to watch it multiple times a week. Love it. Billy, the zombie character in the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a fan favorite. They love Billy. Our costumes this year for Halloween, I have three daughters. They're going to be the Sanderson sisters. Oh, perfect timing because a new movie is coming out. I... And they look like they haven't aged. It kills me. I'm like Bette Midler. Yes. Is Bette Midlering. Yeah. Still. Yes. SJP, SJPing. Yes. Kathy and Jimmy... A fucking timeless classic. They look amazing. I look was like, what amazing. Is this? Yeah. So every year, so this year we're doing the Sanderson sisters. I'm gonna be Banks the cat, and my husband is going to be Billy, because that's what they requested. So all of the graves that we pass by anywhere we drive, mm-hmm. like, oh look, it's Billy's friends. That's what they call them, Billy's friends. <laughs> Last year we did this whole tour of Salem. We went to the graveyard. We did like the whole like movie tour. Oh, man. We went to the graveyard where they shot Billy and his uprising. I'm sorry. I'm kicking you. <laughs> but we went to, um, like, Danny and Max's house. Oh, we yeah. went, like, through the whole, mm-hmm. Salem, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So we do do a whole thing for Halloween. But, yeah, my kids are super creepy. It's really it's really Halloween all year long here. It's I love it for them and it's, for you. It's our holiday. Shall we get to current events? Yeah. Let's talk about it. There's a lot, lots happening this lots week. Lots going on in the world. It's really kind of been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, but most recently, we have had a, a 
Legend is an understatement. I don't even know like what to call her. Queen Elizabeth II died on September 8th of this year, 2022. And I'm going to be honest with you. Part of me thought that bitch was a vampire and was never going to fucking die. Because Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, she was what? 95? 96? Uh, I thought she was 95, but I was She just celebrated her platinum jubilee, which I believe is 70 years on the throne. Yes. I think and she is officially the longest reigning monarch in British history. Yeah. I wrote a piece on her today for thelist.com. Any of you who want to go, go read it, go. please do. And it was about her revolutionizing the monarchy and really her bringing it into the 21st century and making it modern and relevant in something that the Commonwealth countries want to support and want to see sustained for a longer period of time. Prior to her reign with her father, King George, and subsequent dynasty, you know, kings and queens before her. Yeah, how did she come to, how did, I don't know, how did she become the queen? Who died? So she was never supposed to be the queen, so her, no one died. Her uncle, okay. King Edward VII, abdicated the throne, which was her father's brother. Okay. Older brother. He was supposed to be king, and all of his, his you know, children, grandchildren, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were then supposed to be the successors, heir apparents, heir presumptives, right. to the British throne. He abdicated in order to marry his girlfriend, who was an American actress who was also divorced. Wallace Simpson, which was like the biggest taboo had never been done. I'm pretty sure the last time like a marriage scandal had befallen the British royal family was um, King Henry VIII. You may have heard of him. Killed all his fucking wives because they couldn't produce him a son. And that's when they broke from the Catholic Church. His daughter, Queen Mary, Bloody Mary, was a very staunch Uh. Catholic his other daughter, by Anne Boleyn, Queen Elizabeth I, was a Reformationist, so she was a Protestant. But she was very tolerant of the Catholics and their ability to practice and all of these things. My favorite British monarch is Queen Elizabeth I. Sorry, QE2, but that's just what it is. QE2. So Queen Elizabeth II has died, and immediately upon her ascension, her son, Prince Charles, now King Charles III, I believe I don't think it's been official that he's taken that that name um, because there is a like required period of mourning when a monarch dies. I it's believe twelve days. It's twelve days. I think it's actually ten days. Okay, maybe twelve days. I thought it was ten. Regardless, there is somewhere a required ten to twelve days. <laughs> somewhere in the vicinity of ten to twelve days, there is a required period of mourning, um, and then you know, in modern times, they have extended that even longer. He probably won't be. Like, his coronation probably won't be until, like, spring of next year. Do you think they'll play the Coronation Day song? They will do all of it. (laughs) And I am so excited. I cannot wait to cover this for the list. I can't wait to write about it. I can't wait to read about it. This It's truly, like, a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We're going to get to see it twice. Because Charles is, like, 76. Because QE2, Lizzie Baby, she lives so goddamn long. Her son is 70 plus years old. All of her yeah. children are. Yeah. So we're going to get to see it twice. We're going to get to see King Charles's coronation. Oh, so here it says. I just figured it out. Okay. Traditionally, the Queen's death would have triggered a 12-day mourning period. I guess that's the traditional mourning period for a British monarch. 12 days. Got it. But on September the 9th, 
2022 Buckingham Palace, so the day after QE2's death, mm-hmm. um, detailing that King Charles III actually filed for an extension on the mourning period okay. to last for seven days after her funeral. So her funeral is September 19th. Yes. So I guess his coronation will be at some point after that. I don't know if it's like immediate. Like would it be? It doesn't have to be immediate because like he is. So the coronation is really, it's really about his. Okay. So in previous years, the monarchy is ancient. I don't think that people fully understand this. Like the Queen Elizabeth II and now Charles III are direct descendants of William the Conqueror, who founded England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1066, at the Battle of Hastings, he sailed over here from Normandy with all of his fucking people. In case you guys haven't figured out, Gina is a his- history buff. Yes, I am. It's her jam. Love her history. Wheelhouse. It's the reason I started writing. It's the reason I went back to school. I love history. It's the degree I'm pursuing at fucking, hopefully, Alabama. Anyway, whatever. We'll get there again at some point. Anyway. <laughs> In 1066, when William the Conqueror sailed over from Normandy, which is in France, mm-hmm. he conquered the country, essentially. Like, back in the day, like, that's what you did. You wanted land, you went, you raped, you pillaged, you fucking you said, took that shit over. Give me this shit with a I will kill stick. you. had to kill the king in battle. It was like a real game I of chess. I will kill you. I will kill you. <laughs> You're like a little minion now. <laughs> I will kill you. Stab, stab. <laughs> Oh my god! With your little bully stick, yeah. <laughs> one of those like pointers that professors yeah. use in college. Yep. Um, and the, he founded England, right? Like he took over. He killed some people. Hartha Canute. I know who it is. King Harold II. <laughs> like whatever. We won't get in there. But it was he united England. He got all of his Mercia and Wales and Sussex and all of these different territories. Um, that kind of, it was like this hodgepodge of different kings and some of them were very powerful, but he came over, conquered them all in United England. So he was the founder of this monarchy and every single ruler of England and the UK and subsequently the Commonwealth thereafter is a direct descendant of him. It's an ancient thousand years old, right? Queen Elizabeth II could trace her lineage back a thousand years, 100% and then Probably another 500 years with, like, a reasonable degree of accuracy before that. So 1,500 years. Yeah, it's wild. I don't think people really understand, like, the gravity of that. And then you can get into it with why she was so callous with Diana and that whole thing. She's like, this is bigger than Diana. I get that everybody living in, you know, the the modern times is like, Diana died. She was the princess of the people. We loved her. She's like, guys, we've been at this for over 1,000 years. These bitches have come and gone. You know, like not to put too fine a point on right, it, right, but right, yeah. it is the maybe the biggest responsibility of the monarch of England to preserve the monarchy. And Queen Elizabeth II fully understood that during her reign, times were changing. She started. She, I think, she ascended the throne in 1952, 53. It would have to have been the 40s. No. no. Oh, 50s, yeah. I don't know how to fucking do math. No, because her father, King George VI, was still king at the Council of Prime Ministers of the Commonwealth when India declared their independence. In four, that was 47. 
India wanted their their independence in forty seven, mm-hmm. and then in forty nine was the council. Her her coronation took place on June second, nineteen fifty three, and that's why the jubilee. That's why her birthday, quote unquote, is always celebrated in June because that's okay. when she ascended. But the that throne. was fourteen months after she ascended to the throne. Yes, Crazy. yes, okay. it was. It's so. Point being, coronations are not always like immediately following mm, the fair, death fair. of the previous okay. monarch. So, King Charles is king. It's immediate. That's the way that it works. So he is King Charles III. Mm. What that fucking means for everybody else, we don't know. This dude may decide to completely, like, cut people out. So Queen Elizabeth's kind of, I guess, attitude towards the whole thing is, like, listen, we need to make ourselves as relevant as possible, appeal to the masses, bring the monarchy into the 21st century and make it accessible to people. Because prior to that, there was an abolition of the monarchy, I think in the 1800s, 1700s, Queen Anne, whenever it was, and then they were reinstated. But they're funded through a public grant, essentially. It's Mm. called the Commonwealth Grant or the Commonwealth Grant, Crown Grant, something. But it is voted on by parliament, right? It is voted on by the people, essentially, like their mm-hmm. form of government, represent, you know, representative government, funds the monarchy. So they need public support to stay relevant. relevant. It's going to be in a very interesting thing to watch, the, to see the whole thing unfold and how Charles decides to steer this monarchy. I don't think, I don't think, I think he's going to fuck it up. No, I don't think he's going to. Really? Mm-mm. Why? I think he already has enough bad name for himself. Like, just live it out, bro. I don't think he gives a shit. Yeah, so don't give a shit and just, like, let it be what it be. No, I think that he... No. He, I did... I guess he did say previously, talk about, like, trimming down the monarchy. He's going to cut it down, which I think is the wrong move. Like, so we're, when you're talking about cutting it down, he's talking about, like, cutting out, like... His princess, grandchildren. <laughs> but he, that's a different issue. Yeah. But talk, cutting out, like, Princess Beatrice mm-hmm. and Princess Eugenie and these, like, figures who are... I can I can see like the Duke and Duchess of Kent and like all that whatever they're old they don't fucking fuck them. Eugene and Beatrice are gonna come for his head. I, I hope that they do. Honestly, I would love to see some Tower of London shit play out again. Mm-hmm. Drag his ass up there and then chop his head off. Sorry, no, I'm I'm kidding. Please don't cancel us. We don't want any harm to befall the new monarch of the UK, but. I will say, I do think Charles is a very different ruler than Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth was raised... But don't you think that his son, William, William is going to be like, hey, Dad, don't fuck it up. Like, don't hand me a fucked up monarchy. I Maybe. And I know that they all kind of collectively make decisions together. But I think Charles has been chomping at the bit so long to get his hands on the royal portraits and the title of king. I truly think Charles is a cunt. I don't know how else to say it. Mm. Sorry if that hurts your ears, everybody. But no, I, was I like, really do. I, I loathe him. Sorry. If you couldn't tell, like, I loathe him. I and think it's Cam. so weir- weird that <laughs> I think it's so bizarre. You know, like, I'm not a history buff or whatever, but mostly, like, when he was doing his little speech. Mm-hmm. Which speech? I don't know. Like, when he... like. The other one the other day when he was talking about kind of like telling everybody's like new names. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like um, Kate being the Princess, Princess of Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he 
like acknowledged his grandchildren from Harry and Meghan. Mm-hmm. And he didn't give them titles. He didn't say anything about them. TBD. He had just met his granddaughter, who's a year, a little bit. <sighs> and I was like trying to explain this to my husband, and I was just like, this is so bizarre. And he's like, well, is it like, was it a COVID thing? And I'm like, no, this is like an no. asshole thing. This is, like, they, you know, they moved to California and obviously because there was like some really racist comments that were probably made by King Charles. Via that interview that she did with that, Megan and Harry did with Oprah, yeah. I fully believe that it was Charles or the Duke and Duchess of Kent. Do you, are you familiar with them? Mm. They're seeing their older members. When I say senior, I mean older members of the royal family. I believe that they're the queen's cousins. It seems like it came from and, but somebody. But they're very like, like influential, and they say like they're fucked up people. Like they say, it seems like somebody like out of pocket more shit. In, in the, the inner circle. circle. I get it. I, like, my first guess was also Charles because then like Meghan wasn't allowed to go see the queen. My first Duchess. guess was also Charles, and that is. Obviously, purely speculative. Anyways, I think it's like a little fucked up, but and I it's, think it stems from him. But this is just my conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely interesting that he chose not to name Archie or Lilibet, give them titles, Duke or Duchess yeah. or Prince or Princess. Um, Meghan and Harry are now technically Prince and Princess. Hmm. I don't know what the pomp and circumstance is around them accepting those titles. Yeah. But I do know that in the UK, um, there is a convention at George, George V, George VI, whatever it is, that deems them prince and princess. Because they're... They're in direct line. Direct line, which is why yes. then technically... Yes, and grandchildren of the monarch via that same convention should be prince and princess. Should be given titles. Yes, I just I don't think like I remember in that interview, Megan was like didn't care so much about the title. She cared about the protection that the title gave. I think she cared. I think she cared about the titles, and I don't blame her. I think that she should. It's his birthright. Yeah, you're. T- we just we just talked like about a thousand year old yeah. dynasty. That people have protected literally with their lives. You know what I mean? With their public perception, with their, like, all of the things. Preserved to this day. Like, their sole purpose has been to make sure this monarchy continues, is relevant, stays funded, stays in the public, you know, in the fabric of society. And you want to tell me that direct descendants of the throne aren't getting titles? And that Megan shouldn't care about that. She should. I would care about that. I'd be like, no. Maybe it was just like her defense mechanism. Like, to Maybe like, it was. Oh, I, I also think she was being – I love – I recorded that interview. My husband deleted it. I'm so mad. Because I've wanted to watch it so many times and it's been like scrubbed. It's nowhere to be found. You can't find that interview anymore. Yeah, I just Did have you know bits that? and pieces of it. Like I never saw you the thing at You clips. Home. Oh, I saw it. I watched it like 10 times. I wanted to like analyze body language. I wanted to like see it like – Loved that interview. I thought it was so great that they did that. Because very rarely, it was like Diana was probably the last time that a peek behind the curtain was given to that degree. You know what I mean? Diana was a little bit more explicit and, you know, a little bit more provocative and, you know, caused a lot more uproar than Meghan's and Harry's did. But you very rarely get that glimpse behind the curtain. Yeah. And I loved it. 
But I was so on her side. And she's like, she said it. She's like, no. Why are my children not giving, being given titles? Yeah. Like, regardless of how I decide to raise them, you know, within the constructs of the monarchy, outside of the constructs of the monarchy, they are blood to the queen. And you're dismissing And them. you're dismissing that. And that is, a, I, I agree with her. I think that's a problem. Yeah. I think Archie and Lilibet should have been given titles, prince or princess, duke or duchess or whatever, of this or that. And I think that there is, you know, it's so funny because you talk about like titles with people and people don't fully understand the or like why British... it matters too. I think people are like, why does it matter? Because they don't have like power. <clears throat> so that's not entirely true. So I'm going to give you, I'll give you a quick lesson on the British peerage. That's what it's called. The Duke, Duchess, Earl, Count, whatever. So you have the king and queen, obviously, right? And then beneath them is prince and princess. The next highest ranking title is Duke and Duchess. So you can think of them as ruling over dukedoms. It's kind of like a county. Yeah. yeah almost. Fair. It's like a bigger bigger like it's almost like a like a state they're the kings of the state they're like the governors of the state yeah below them are the earls they're administrators of like small like they almost like the counties within the state is what an earl kind of is and then below them well no so you have Dukes and the Earl of the Marches. The Marches are like the bordering states. Okay. So back in the day when countries were at war, so it was like, you know, England, Scotland, Ireland, whatever, all of the bordering territories would have earls. And because they were responsible for defense, they were given a higher, like, ranking than earls. So they're earls of the Marches, and you have counts. Okay. Counts are... Almost, they're not like it's not. It's hard because it's it's British and they don't have like the same structure as we do right, here in the right. states. But so you have like states, and then you have counties, and you have like a little like towns, cities? towns, but like a conglomerate of towns, like like Metro West versus North Shore. South kind Shore, of, uh, yeah, 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 stuff like that. <laughs> so it's like an area, like a larger area, mm-hmm. but smaller than a county. And then you have the barons. The barons are really responsible for acreages of land is really kind of how it's divided it's not even really towns but they have dominion over larger plots of land okay and that's kind of the ranking system in modern times right obviously like back in the day um you know when the feudal system was first implemented the dukes would kind of rake in all the cash from the earls the earls would take it from the counts and the barons and you know on up the chain it would go now all of the not all of, but most of the titles given to people are hereditary, right? So you have... You're born into your role. You're born into your role. And you're allowed to retain, like most dukes today, like there's still a ton of them. A lot of time, there's probably like, you know, 15 of them mm-hmm. are still allowed to retain like their ancestral homes. Mm. So they retain these castles. They retain all the lands. Like most mm. of it has been sold off to, you know developers and like we live in a modern world whatever but the heir to the throne the heir presumptive the prince of wales and the princess of wales there that's the title that they get so the prince of wales and the princess of wales is always the heir presumptive to the throne with the prince and princess of wales comes the duchy of cornwall and dumbarton and one other one 
my point is that the Duchy of Cornwall still turns a profit that goes directly to the Duke of Cornwall, privately, outside of the monarchy. It's still a working mm. duchy. Up until September 8th, that was going directly to Charles, and he would use that money to finance things like private travel for the royal family and to oh. buy clothes for, like, Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle, and he would, like, finance all of that through his private duchy, like the money he was getting from those estates. Hmm. So what I'm trying to say is that it's all, it's not like all lost and forgotten. Some of it is still very relevant. Yes. Like the dukedoms, the earldoms, all of that. Some of it is still very much owned by private citizens. By private citizens, I mean members of the British royal family, but not in right of the crown. It's privately owned by them. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're like, yeah, shut the fuck up. No, I love it. It's very interesting. I mean, like, I lo- like when we've been to London, like, I love going to, like, see Buckingham Palace and things like that. I've never been to London. When I go, I honestly may go by myself because it's going to be, like, a three-week-long churches and palaces and burial grounds and I- like, we I feel love like it's to like- travel. Like, we are... We love traveling. I know that you guys do too. I feel like you would like just because of how much you're such like a history buff and it's like your thing. You would definitely like enjoy London. Probably. Oh my god, I would die. I would. I would be like, I'm not coming home. I'm moving in with the like, queen. king. We like king. We we like European cities. We're going to Italy in like three weeks. I'm so excited. Spain, Italy, and France. We're going in three weeks. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. I'm so excited. I'll be birthing a child. Um, hopefully not then either, but, um, but we loved, like, I love London. I've been there three times. London? Yeah. And like for me, like, so once we like went for like a couple days, I went for the my family, but then the other times we went like on either side of our honeymoon because we were going to Africa. So it was like, you went to Africa for your honeymoon? Yeah. Where in Africa did you go? South Africa and Zimbabwe. Did you go on like safari? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is my dream. Uh, we can't. Like, one day we'll go back. Oh my God. I'm going to like, once the kids are like grown and in college, I can't wait to do like the Middle East, Africa. Like, there's other aspects of oh. Africa that I would love to go to. Like, you know, you can go see like the gorillas and like um, Mozambique, I heard is like really wild and really awesome. South Africa was like, amazing and i'm glad that's what we chose to do for our honeymoon and we went to the super bowl for our honeymoon like could you get more like uncultured like let's just drink beer and be fucking wild then like let's go to the super bowl for our honeymoon i mean oh I my remember, god like, that's convincing, amazing convincing ryan and he was like you know it was a I mean, it was a hefty honeymoon you know what yeah. I mean? it was a lot of money but i was like this is our chance to do it like oh. we're it, you know, it was like, the right choice. We're going to be able to travel and we're still, you know, like when we have a family, we'll still travel, but we're not going to be able to travel like this. No. And sure. you made the right choice. And I'm so glad we did it. But anyways, you can fly direct, obviously, to, to London from Boston yeah. to London. And then you can fly direct from London to uh, Cape Town or London to um, Johannesburg. Okay. 
So it was like an appropriate stopover. And instead of just doing like a three-hour layover. So that's what we do as well. We do a 24-hour layover. We like, yeah. We stayed in downtown London and we like did it up and it was great. And we like saw all the sites. We did the hop-on, hop-off bus tour because in Europe, those are like the best way to get it's around. It's awesome. Europe. We did that in la, 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 Croatia. Croatia's incredible. Yeah. But it's so Loved like, it. it's like, it's not like getting on a hop off bus tour in New York City because I've done it there too. But we even did it, we did it in South Africa. We're jaded. Yeah, but we did it in South Africa too. And it took, they had a hop on, hop off bus tour in the wine country. Oh, God. Like you got your red double decker bus <laughs> dropping me off at wineries. That's pretty awesome. But Amazing. You saw all the sites and it, you, you took the, like, it gave you like the ferry down the river and, Anyways, it was wonderful. We saw all the things, but like we really enjoy, like kind of like not the big cities of Europe, like the smaller, yep, kind of stuff. We're is- just doing so. We're doing just exactly what you just described. So we're doing a twenty-four hour layover. layover. We're doing Barcelona, hmm. one night in Barcelona, and then we're going to Tuscany for five nights, and then we're doing Paris for a night, and then we're coming home. I. Th- I think it's nice to do like the 24 hour layover because we've done it in Portugal. We did 24 hours in Lisbon. We went to, on the last trip we went to, not the last one, but one of them. We went to Slovenia. We went to Italy. We went to Croatia. And on the way back, we did 24 hours in Lisbon. And it was wonderful. Like we had the best time because you're like, we had 24 hours. Like, let's fucking go. And you just like don't sleep. And you just pour yourself onto an airplane. The That's next what we morning. did before we went to the Santorini, one of the Greek islands. Uh, we like my. I just wrote an article about Greek islands uh, and where to go. The only so I was we were supposed to like we travel with friends like we have like a big group of friends and mm-hmm. we all book trips together and it's so much fun. It's so much fun. We were supposed to go to Greece. I got pregnant with McKenna, and I was like so nervous like. My first daughter was an unplanned pregnancy. We were married, like, whatever. We had a house, like, fine. We weren't planning on having kids for a little while, and we had this trip to Greece planned. We didn't go. And they went to Santorini, and they went to Mykonos. But I will say, the only, probably the only, I will do Santorini and Mykonos, fine, but the only island I'm, like, super interested in going to is Crete. Oh, interesting. Crete? I just did the research. I just wrote the article. Elephanisi and Crete, uh, like the beaches, I the history. It's a big island. It's the biggest island. It's the biggest of the Greek islands. Our neighbors were from, like growing up, were from Crete. Or the <coughs> dad was from Crete. We just oh. did Santorini. We talked about island hopping, and I'm so glad that we didn't. It was so nice not to just literally sit on an island and like yeah. Santorini was gorgeous. Yeah. We did 48 hours in Rome, Ryan and I. Yeah. Um, we had this like tiny studio penthouse. Do you do Airbnbs or do you do? We like, did an Airbnb there. Santorini, we stayed in a hotel, but that was the trip I thought Ryan was going to propose to me on. He was supposed to propose on the balcony. Aww. I basically just laid this shit out for a gold platter. I mean, for all those listening, he, that's not where he fucking proposed. <laughs> <laughs> we should also tell proposal stories. It took we him totally another seven months, but that's neither here nor no. there. No. Yes. Seven months? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we showed up in Greece and like you saw my family because everyone thought it was going to happen in Rome. Didn't what? Happen. No, it didn't happen. That shit was served on a small Wait, how long were you guys together before you, he proposed? Uh, seven years. Seven years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost seven years to the date. He proposed January 3rd at 3 in the morning. What? 2016. And we met 
January 12th, 2009. Oh my God. Uh, he really also, did take his also fucking time, met huh? at three in the morning. <laughs> uh, as all good relationships begin. So it's only fitting. Oh my God. Yeah, he took his time. And we had like a house. We lived in our house. We bought our house, our first house in 2013. So like there were so many moments. There was no like carrying through the threshold and me finding a diamond ring. That didn't happen either. Oh my God. <laughs> there was none in my Easter, not my Easter stocking, Easter basket, Christmas ornaments. Okay, you know what? Fuck mom topic today. We're going to talk about proposals. All right, we're doing it. All right. So are you going first? I'll go first. We met at a friend's. So we had this mutual friend who passed away, who was a Marine. He killed himself. And every year thereafter, we had this um, like wiffle ball tournament for him. And we like raised money and we donated it to Wounded Warriors. And it was great. And I remember one year... Like, I helped run it. Like, I was part of the committee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shocking, shocking. <laughs> that, like, put the thing together. At least for the first couple of years. And I remember one year, I met Misha. He was there. He was there with his friends. And we had, like, always had friends in common, but we had never met. Like, throughout high school, he lived in the neighboring town to where I grew up. Yep. So we had friends in common. Whenever he was there, he was friends with the person who passed away, as was I. We met there one year, whatever. That year was 2012. The Wiffle Ball term, I think, was in like June. No, it was in July, August, somewhere in there. We had gone on a booze cruise together in June. Okay. So prior to Prior to the Wiffle Ball tournament, we had gone on a booze cruise together and we had this picture from that night. I was dating someone, like I was fully in a relationship, so was he. I have this picture. We have this picture from this night. It's a profile, so it's like side on. He's standing in front of me. I'm standing here. He has two beers like stacked in his hand. Whatever. We had a great time. We went out like the whole night. It was us and like a whole group of friends. Whatever. We meet again at the Wolf Ball tournament. I remember the iPhone 5, just to give you some like context. Oh, yeah. Was coming out. So I had a burner phone. Because I was waiting for the new iPhone to come out. I was changing my plan. I remember this. I got a new job. I got a discount via whatever. So I was like waiting for this new (laughs) iPhone to come out. So I got like this burner phone for the summer. I gave him my number on the burner cell. Didn't think anything of it. Couple months later, it was October. Mm -hmm. I get this text from like this random number. Hey, What's going on? What are you doing this Sunday? It was October, so it's football season. We're both huge football fans. And I'm like, I don't know, probably watching the Patriots game. Also, who the fuck is this? He's like, it's Misha. Mind you, I had a new number. I had gotten the new iPhone by then. Huh. He tracked down my number via, like, our mutual friends. Okay, okay, okay. Texted me. He was like, oh, it's Misha. Like, I have tickets to this week's game. Like, do you want to go? I was like, Absolutely. I go pick him up at his apartment that Sunday. We go to the game. We have, like, our first kiss. We, like, get wrecked at the game. We, like, you know, have this whole thing. It was so much fun. We had the best time. I moved in with him three weeks later. What? We moved in together three weeks later. And we've been together ever since. We celebrate our 10-year anniversary this October. So in, like, six weeks. We've been together 10 years. He proposed 18 months later in this, like, elaborate scavenger hunt. So basically what he did 
is he made three clues. One, the first clue was at our friend's grave. I remember because we were getting ready to like put together that year's wiffleball tournament. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we had like this group text going on. It was like, oh, hey, we need to do this. Hey, we need to do that. And then all of a sudden we get a text like, hey, everybody meet at our friend's grave on Saturday at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., whatever it was, super early. And I remember getting that text and being so fucking annoyed. I'm like, why? We have so many pictures. It's like the third year we've done it. Why do we need to meet here? Whatever. So I get there that Saturday and nobody is there except for our one friend, Anthony Grillo. Shout out to you, big guy. I love you so much. (laughs) He's sitting there and it's like kind of rainy out. And I get to the grave, and I'm just like, what? Like, where is everybody? And I was late, so I was like, uh, did you guys take the picture? Like, you just waiting? And he had with him an envelope and a jar of pickles, which are my favorite. So he's like, and I was like, oh, thanks, bud. Like, thanks for the pickles. Love it. And then he hands me the envelope. <laughs> and I read it, and it's like, honey this and love bug that and, like, really sappy shit. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then he just walks away and gets in his car and leaves. And I'm reading it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, d- are you going to fucking explain this shit to me? Like, I don't know, like, what this is. Like, what are you talking about? I don't get it. He's like, read it. Read it again. So I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So the clue, the what I know now is the clue, was to go to the Wiffle Ball Fields where we have this tournament. I get in my car, and it's still, like, not dawning on me. It's not clicking. It's not clicking. I get in my car, I drive away, and maybe 15, 20 seconds down the road, I pull over and I start bawling. And I'm like, oh my God, Misha's proposing. I was like, oh my fucking God, this man is proposing. Totally out of left field, had no fucking idea. I knew that he had bought a ring because I snooped his email. (laughs) Of course you did. But that was like six months prior. So I was like, I don't know, maybe he changed his mind. I don't fucking know. Like literally out of sight, out of mind. I didn't connect the dots. I pull over. So I'm like in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God, do I look like like this? So I finally, I get, you know, to the next place, which is the Wiffle Ball Field. Our friend comes out from behind the snack shack at the Wiffle Ball Field, so romantic, (laughs) with a giant bouquet and another clue. And that clue was to go to the Boston Harbor Hotel, which is where the booze crews like set sail from. So all of these clues we're on like, my like magical journey were all things that like were all things that were relevant to our relationship. So I get to the Boston Harbor Hotel. My sister in law is there, and she has a bottle of Jack Daniels and yet another clue. Jack Daniels. We drank a bottle of Jack Daniels, honey, every single Sunday for eighteen months. Like, we did, like, football Sundays. We did, like, you know, Sunday fun days. We would just, like, go out and get wrecked. We had them in our first apartment. They were, like, up on, oh, like, the top ledge. Such an, such, a, such an early 20s thing to do. Such an early 20s thing to do, like, everywhere. We, it was just part of, our, part of our relationship. So she gave me a bottle of Jack Daniels honey and yet another clue, and it was to go to Gillette Stadium. Oh, you were all over the place. All over the fucking place. And at this point, it was, like, very obvious what he was doing. So on my way to Gillette, I stopped home. I freshened up. I changed. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, this is it. So I changed, and I get to Gillette, and he's like, go to this place, whatever. I park. I meet him. And he, like, walks me onto the field. And he proposes on the field at Gillette Stadium because that's where we had our first kiss. (laughs) You're looking at me like... Are you fucking 
kidding me? On the field? On the field. He like paid some guy. It was like, a, it was like, it was July. So it was, the revolution was playing. Okay. So he paid some guy to like let him onto the field. And he proposed on the field at Gillette Stadium. And then he planned this whole dinner. And my whole friend, like all of my friends, all of my family was there at CBS scene as we were walking off the field. They were all on the balcony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cheering for us. And then we had like this whole lunch with all of our friends, all of our family. And that's how he proposed. That's amazing. It was fucking wild. And you had no idea. I had no idea. Minus an email six months prior. Minus an email six months prior. I knew he had like bought the ring, but I didn't know anything else. And he had like enlisted like my friends, my family, like all of these people to like find out what I liked, what I wanted. And he had brought me a change of clothes. Because he knew I left the house that morning looking like a wreck. Because I was going to take a picture for a fucking wiffle ball tournament. So he brought me a pair of change of clothes. And he's like, what took you so long? I was like, oh, I stopped home and changed. And he's like, oh, I brought you clothes. Oh. I'm like, you're so sweet. This is why I'm marrying you. Oh. He really is, like, the greatest. Puts up with my fucking insane ass day in and day out. That's a nice story. Yeah. 18 months, though. Wow. 18 months. We knew. Like, we would talk about it. How old were you? 25. I was 25 when I got married. Okay. We talked about it like the so after, young, like, but like you were like, we met. but like when you got together, you were old enough. Like I was, I know what I want. Oh, I had lived. Yeah, we will do an episode on like the shit that I've experienced. Like, oh man, things that I've done, things that I've seen other people doing. We'll do a whole fucking episode. <laughs> Your girl has lived a life. All right, so I'm not going to go through our whole meeting story. However, we do also have a photo. Of us from the night that we met. Oh my god, I can't. I want to. And it's like see it. merch. We're gonna put it on merch. Um, and I actually post it every year, typically on you January twelfth. And it, the funniest part is, so it's it's him and his friend Joe, mm-hmm. and then this uh, friend of a friend, Alyssa, and she. I don't know why she happens to be in the photo. I still always like forget, but she always comments every year when I post it. Mm-hmm. And my friend Christina always laughs because she's like, oh my God, it's so funny that Alyssa makes it into the photo every year. But like, yeah, we met at like 3 a.m. at a bar in Buffalo. Um, and is he from Buffalo? No, he's from Syracuse. Okay. just that's We both went to school there. Yeah. But he went to community college for the first two years and like transferred and yep. still graduated in four years with a bachelor's degree. But he... <clears throat> Whatever, we didn't meet until our spring semester, junior year. Mm-hmm. So anyways, long story short, we graduated. So we were dating for like a year and a half before we moved in. So I guess like, I mean, we moved in when we were 21. I feel like that's normal. All of my girlfriends from college, like the six of us, whenever we all moved in, if we had six of others, we all moved in with them right after college. Yeah. But a lot of my friends from growing up didn't. A lot of them moved back home. So anyways, we 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 like... I had moved out of my parents' house essentially when I moved to college. When yeah. I moved in, sorry, when I moved into my house junior year. Yep. So like we packed up my my bedroom at school. I lived in an off-campus house. We drove to his house in Syracuse. I was t- towing my – I was driving the moving truck with my – Were you driving the station wagon? No, I had a two-door red Honda Civic when I went to college. Oh, the hot girl car. Mm-hmm. It was the two-door Civic yep. and the Volkswagen Jetta. That was the hot girl oh, car. Mm-hmm. Yep, one of my girlfriends. I had, had neither a, one of them. Oh, my, one of my girlfriends had a, a Jetta. Yep, of course they did. Um, and so we drove to his house in Syracuse, packed up his childhood bedroom while his mother was at work. 
Which so now he just moved down on her, like no, yeah, which now I think about it, and I'm like, no, like she knew it was happening, but like he was, we like moved all our stuff into a storage unit outside of Boston, and then he, then he went back home for a couple weeks, but like, okay. still like she came home from work, and his childhood bedroom was emptied. How traumatizing! I mean, as a mother now, now yeah, it's that's traumatizing. I would just puke. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we moved in together three weeks later, three weeks after college graduation. Oh my god! Into our first apartment, and whatever. Fast forward. Um, I was say, so how did he propose? July fifth, July two thousand five. So, sorry, two thousand fifteen. Um, I like everyone was getting engaged to, or a lot of my friends were already married. I was attending a ton of weddings that year. We'd been together for six years at this point. Like, yeah, we owned a house. We had a dog. We had, you know, we had a cat. Like, shit or get off the pot, yeah. Woody. Yeah, come on, Woody. And so I finally, it was like July 4th, 2015, like had an ultimatum and like woke up that morning and I was like, you know, like, what's your deal? Like, what the fuck are you waiting for? And we'd had the conversation before and never went well. He was like, never ready. It's totally weird. And so anyways, he was like, yeah, I'm ready. Because this was now like three weeks after we got You're back. You're like, what, were you going to wait to tell me this? This was like, like three what? weeks after we got back from that that Greece trip that he didn't propose on that I anticipated him proposing on. Oh. So I was like, I was like on fire. Yeah. 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 And, um, so I like, I never envisioned going ring shopping, but like, that's what I was like, if that's what's going to, it's going to take. So we like went ring shopping. I figured we like picked it out. And then it was like September, still nothing happened. And I would like see him on the couch, like still looking at rings. And I was like, right, what are you doing? Pick a fucking diamond and buy it and give it to me. I didn't want anything fancy, special. Like it was pretty straightforward. So anyway, so I knew in September that he had obviously gotten the ring. Why did you know? Well, I was technically there. I was made. I went in the parking lot, and so I don't know if he. He bought like it. made you leave the store. The, the woman was like, "Why don't you leave the store, and we'll we'll decide if this is the right time or not." So like I okay. knew, this was September 2015, folks. He proposed January 3rd, 2016. Okay, so he made you wait a long fucking time. There was oh. no ring were you just like opening christmas presents like is this it is this it i mean the day after christmas we did get in an argument i don't blame you and anyway so for new year's eve we went to um long island uh one of my good girlfriends lives there and we were going there for new year's eve so i knew he wasn't gonna propose on new year's eve because we were going to like a long island style like party at a big like fancy event hall with like friends of friends like he wasn't gonna do it there that's not his style yeah yeah but the Next day, or January 2nd, excuse me, we were going out in the city. We were, like, going to just go to touristy things in the city. We were meeting some, like, of my friends' friends and whatever. So, you know, in men's jeans, there's, like, the coin pocket, and then there's, like, the tiny pocket. Yeah. So, sorry, there's their pocket, and then I guess that's the the coin coin pocket. pocket. Yeah. He took the diamond ring, which was not insured, folks, and put it in that coin pocket. Just, like, Free-balling, raw dog, diamond ring, in the coin fucking pocket. Oh, my God. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to bring this ring with me and see... If a moment arises today. What? My engineer. Really flying by the seat of his giant ass pants. Which is so, not him. My no. engineer so measured and calculated. Black and white. But like a light switch turns on in him and like it's fucking go time. So. What? We go to all the places. We go to Rockefeller Center. Um, this was the day of. This was j- just, this was January 2nd. So we like went to okay. all the places. We like saw the tree. The tree's still up. Went to Rockefeller Center. We did. We walked past all like the uh, windows, the Christmas windows. Yeah. Jimmy went to the excuse me, World Trade Center and we went up to the top of the new World Trade Center. You went to the top of one, like the Freedom Tower? Yeah, Freedom Tower. 
And he didn't. No, it was actually a very stressful experience. My friend's husband was very hungry. Sorry, Joe. Um, oh my God. <laughs> and we were like late for our dinner reservations and we were very rushed and everything in New York is an experience. So we thought you yes. just like take the elevator up and not like do a roller coaster ride halfway up. You oh, know, I like love New York though. So anyways, then we like, we went out to this like speakeasy bar. Like we had like a really awesome time. So there was like lots of drinks, lots of libation, lots of laughs, lots of food. And then we went to bar after bar and I'm, you know, we went to another speakeasy and I went to go in his pocket to grab the credit he card. Swatted you he swatted away. And I was like, what? Just give me the credit card. And um, <laughs> I don't even like, I, we didn't share money back then, but um, he thought it was because he thought I was going to feel the ring. But like, I was too focused. I was like, like I just want to pay the bill and get the fuck yeah, out of here. I had a good fucking buzz going on. Like I was feeling it. So then we go to the next bar and I try to go get, have a shot. And he tells me I can't have it. You know, this is not, you can't tell me back then that I couldn't have a yeah, shot. Yeah, so I was like, like no. well, I'm going to have two more. Then I'm going to drink yours and mine. So then we're like oh, walking God. and my girlfriend's like, what's good? What's happening? I was like, I don't know, Paige. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's waiting for. But like. Wait, so was she like in on nope, it? Not yet. She goes, I go, I don't know what he's waiting for, but like maybe, to, maybe like now it's the new year. Like we need to talk to him about it again. Like he obviously has the ring. Like, what's oh my doing? God. Sitting in the fucking vault. This at the makes jewelers? me mad at Ryan. So she goes, I'm going to talk to him tonight. Next time I see him, I'm going to I'm so Paige goes and talks to Ryan. I'm walking with Joe. We're walking to the next bar. She goes and she's like, Ryan, come on. What's the fucking deal? It's two in the morning. What's the deal? And he's like, nothing. I have the ring in my pocket. And she goes, what? And he goes, but there just like wasn't a good opportunity. Like every place was like so busy or like the World Trade Center was stressful. Like none of it seems like a good time. And she's like, there's still time. Like there's still time. We're going to make it happen. We can make it happen. And she's like, we got this. I got it. We got it. So we go to the next bar. I sit down with Joe. And this is why it's January 3rd at three in the yeah. morning. And I sit down with okay. Joe I'm and following. I go, and I go, all right, I'm going to have a shot, a beer and a beer. That's disgusting. <laughs> and it was what you did back then though. And the bartender brings me a glass of water and I go, oh, this is actually exactly what I wanted was this glass <laughs> of water. Thank you so much, sir. I had no idea. And they're like, we're going to miss our, we're going to miss our train. We have to get a taxi cab. I obviously have like no perception because I'm kind of intoxicated of like Slightly. time and space, time and space, whatever. Slate. Slate. So we end up at Rockefeller Center. The taxi cab lets us out. Joe stands with the taxi cab and videotapes the whole thing. We're going to go take a picture in front of Rockefeller Center in front of the Christmas tree at night when there's nobody there. So it's me, Ryan, and my friend Paige and a New York City cop is there and she goes will you take a picture of this of the of us and she told him and she was like he's gonna propose don't stop taking the photos like just keep taking the photos so the three of us take a photo and then Paige steps out of the frame and he drops to one knee and i go and i go oh my god is this a fucking joke (laughs) (laughs) it's all on fucking video and that's all you can hear me saying is like you know and then he let us go down to like the ice skating rink, the the boss, the yeah, my cop, and then we were like running around taking pictures, like all around Rockefeller Center. And, <laughs> anyways, yeah, three in the morning. Oh, mm-hmm. my and then God. so you know, like we stayed up way too late. We drove home the next day. Obviously, we called. My mom was working. I called her at work. We were like Facetiming, so I'm like Facetiming with all the nurses at Tufts, and oh my you know, whatever. God. It was a great time. But on the way home. My mom was like, oh, come over tomorrow. Like, we'll celebrate. And I'm like, right, we have to stop home first. Yeah. And he's like, why? And I was like, I got to get the binder and the gifts. And he goes, excuse me, what? I was like, the wedding binder. What? I have to get the wedding binder. I have to go over the guest list. 
I had, this was less than 24 hours after you moved. Mm-hmm. It was sitting underneath my bed. I had a wedding binder with my guest list. It was, The wedding was planned. I went back in emails and I had like emailed venues like five years prior. It's embarrassing. Three, three years prior. But anyways. But like you were together seven. No, yeah. it's not embarrassing. It's like Ryan. My sister was also moving to Paris in three weeks. And so I had already gotten the gifts to like ask her to be my maid of honor. Ask my niece to be the flower girl. So I was like, we need to get the gifts and give them. To I do don't blame you one bit. I really don't. I love that you had the foresight to understand the circumstances. Yeah. I had a dress. I had a we I you bought a dress. A, I bought a dress eleven days later, and we had a venue picked out <laughs> by the end of January, and we got married ten months in October. Ten months later. Oh my god! So wait, when's your anniversary? October twenty second. So the baby could come then. We could have an we anniversary talked baby. About this. Yeah, we about this. That's my proposed story. It was worth the wait. Oh, but he but he always says like he feels. He was like, I feel so bad that I kept them from you for so that happiness from you for so long. Like that's what he always said after it. He's like, I saw you be so happy, and I feel so bad I kept that happiness from you for, like, years. That's cute. I'm like, that's really sweet, right? Like, you don't have to feel guilty about this for the rest of your life, but every time you're a dick, feel guilty about it, you know? Yeah, right. Situationally. <laughs> like, freelance those dickish yeah. hours. And hold on tight to hours. Yeah. I get it. I love that. Yeah. So that was our proposal. Oh, my God. So wait, what year did you get married? 2016. So it'll be six years. Dude. Okay. So, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we just celebrated seven years. I am already planning our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. We're going to rent out the same place that we got married oh, at. Oh, you've told me about this. Yes. We're going to have a fucking banger. Redo. Total redo. Are you going to put the wedding dress? dress on? Not that dress. My hips don't fit in that dress. They could. Right? I'm Spanish and Italian. I have very broad hips. But they fit into it at one point. They did. Prior to children. True. Mm-hmm. Which expanded them by um, measurable amounts. We'll just say that. <laughs> okay? Even at my skinniest, like my bones have shifted. I have a very – my hips are very broad. Would never that, – that dress is a size 6. I was size 6 when I got married. Okay? The girl is thicker than a fucking snicker these days. <laughs> Listen, I would never, I would never fit in that dress, even on my best day. Like if I lost all the baby weight, got back in shape, did all the things, I would never fit back in that dress, and that's fine. Yeah, get like, that dress. dress is what I wanted on that day, but we are going to like redo the whole thing. We had, we had such a fun. I wedding. feel like that's such a thing of the past. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think people like have parties like that anymore because my parents have. My parents have renewed their vows. They did a ten year anniversary party. They did a twenty five year anniversary party. Where they rented out a hall, and they also they combined it with my sister and brother's graduation party. But it was like a big thing. My mom put her dress back on. No. Yep. Your mom is so hot. Twenty five years. Oh, your mom is so hot. Was the twenty fifth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see pictures of her. You show me pictures. Of her. I'm like, that's your mom. Yeah. I, j- Mrs. Collins, if you're listening, <laughs> I thought you were like another sister. I really did. Like, at first, I totally thought she was another sister. Yeah. She put the dress back on. Big the- Mike, you're a lucky man. Yeah. With with some, like, minor minor alterations. But, sure. I mean, still, she put the dress back on. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Something we should all aspire to. So, moving on. True love. Next week, what are we anticipating? Well, the queen's already dead. The queen's dead. So, like, where do we go from here? I don't know. Hopefully I I'm hope still my, pregnant. I hope my... <laughs> 
<laughs> description of what like all the things wasn't like a complete clusterfuck because in light of um me having car problems i made myself some dirty martinis so no i was following along i found it really informative you did i'm yeah. not like slurring my words this no not yet. like a weird i think if we stay if we stay for another 20 minutes and we yeah if we and stay you... for another 20 minutes and i drink the rest of my bottle of piss <laughs> So just for um, everybody out there listening, I make a drink. It's Should my I version. Should I do an Instagram live right now of your? <laughs> it's my version of a dirty martini, and it is vodka, obviously, because gin martinis suck. And then pickle juice, pepperoncini juice, pickled green bean juice, and uh, hot sauce. And that it literally looks like urine, and I call it, I call it hot piss. Because it's spicy. It's a little spicy. Oh my, I slammed that down. Jesus Christ. Okay, if we stay for seven and a half more minutes, then... Yeah, we're, we might be in blackout mode, and your girl is going to say some really out-of-pocket shit. So we're going to we're gonna cut it off here. If you were offended by Biden, you're about to be yeah, really offended. Yeah, if you're offended by Biden, I'm not even, like, speaking to Biden. <laughs> okay, if we stay I for you and a half words more minutes. I'm offended by Biden. <laughs> Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for the support. This has been, like, the most fun experience. I love doing this podcast we both i came in hot last week gina came in hot yeah this weekend. We're, we're we always end on a, we always end on a high note and um we love you thank you so much please go follow like subscribe leave a comment follow us on social media and we will see you next week